Welcome to Impact by Choice podcast with your host, Andra Danici. I know that most podcasters do this in the first few episodes, but well, <laughs> I always break the rules. So I want to bring to you today my story. You will see on the way why it is beneficial for all of you to hear it and why I wanted to take it out of my system, so to say. So I've come to that point where I think that it's time for me to tell you where I come from. So um, to give you a, bit, a little bit of a background information about myself, and I do hope that this will not be boring for you, and that you will stick with the story until the end and that you will enjoy the journey back in time. So here it goes. Um, I was born and raised in Bucharest, Romania, which is a, um, a country in southeastern Europe. And... Um, I was brought in this world during communist times, so I pretty much relate to poverty and lack of opportunities. I was fortunate though, because regardless of, um, of the time that we were living, my parents always wanted the best for me. Again, in times when everything would be based on having highly positioned connections. Well, that was pretty much like nowadays, but in a different manner. So um, having that as a background, they asked for favors. And of course, they paid them back um, just for me to go to the best school in the neighborhood. Nonetheless, um, I had my share of injustice in that very school since the principal would always tell me that I don't belong and that I should attend the school in the vicinity. So um, yeah, it was pretty frustrating, but well, time flew by and here I am today telling you this story. Um, there were nice parts too. Uh, in my childhood, as in fourth grade, um, a neighbor, the father of one of my good friends back then, heard me singing. His daughter used to sing around the house too. So I'm not sure about his reason, but he decided to take us to a church choir. And that was one of the most beautiful memories I have about my childhood. So, even though I would wake up very early each Sunday, you know, when all the other kids were still sleeping, just in order to make it to the church uh, by mass time, I loved it to the core as I had a front spot, so to say, because I used to sing as a um, soprano first voice. Unfortunately... My singing adventure finished when I caught a terrible cold and I had to stay at home two weeks in a row 
So I was unable to attend the rehearsals. By the time when I managed to finally go back, the choir leaders said mockingly, even though I was 10 years of age at that time, that they don't need people who can't commit and that my spot was already has already been filled. Guess what? So you can imagine that my dream of becoming a singer crashed. <laughs> that is the truth. It just crashed. Anyhow, on another level, my primary, secondary, and even high school years were times I just wanted to pass as quickly as possible because I was a very shy child who hated to bother others and um, would barely exchange a few words with her classmates. Because of that, of course, kids would always mock me, show me obscene signs, and so on and so forth. Of course, I had my attempts to join groups, but I was never accepted. And, you know, that was, I think, the greatest reason for my self-confidence to vanish completely. And my university years weren't much different. However, I started to tie a few friendships. And of course, I started to feel accepted, but not, still not in the way that, you know, everybody wants to be accepted. So I was always been, um, I have always been looked at like as to a weirdo. And I had hard times because of that. I didn't understand back then that being a weirdo, you know, was actually a blessing. And I'm fortunate today to realize that. But yeah, going back to the story, um, as I was saying, not even my university years when I started to tie new friendships were amazing times either. But at, least, uh, but at least I had a few people to hang out with. Coming to when I was 21, um, I moved out from my parents' house, being blessed by their efforts to buy a studio apartment. Well, actually their intention was to bring my grandparents in that side closer but when the house was bought, they said no. <laughs> they refused it completely. So during the last university year, um, there was a huge turn point for me because I moved out from uh, my parents' house. I had to finish my studies and I got my first job. So that was one of the reasons of my happiness. I was, you know, starting to be on my own fit. The first job opportunity came, um, to my surprise, to be honest, due to the internship that I went for during my studies, um, during, you know, previous university years. And I felt lucky and I still feel lucky about getting that opportunity as people there were, were great and, um, but, you know, as in every community or group or work environment, there were 
also bad eggs and because of that at some point um you know that those relationships that i was unable to handle well made me change the job after nine months so i landed my first sales job uh in a pensions insurance company and i think that my belief about not being able to close sales starts from there um and um I think that I was fortunate to only find out in the, these last weeks, in our days, after 12 years of working there, that I was the worst paid employee in, that, in the entire company. But you see how ignorance, and not necessarily ignorance, but um, you know, not knowing certain aspects of our lives are actually a blessing. Because for instance, if I knew back then that I had the lowest salary, I wouldn't have given my best on doing my job. And um, I would have felt frustrated every day when I woke up and just, you know, hit the road to, to get to, to the office. Um, and certainly I would have been looking for another job. Anyhow, that ended after almost a year. And um, I was there in that very job that I'm speaking about right now. Um, I was a project manager in charge of the relationship with call centers and brokers. And um, at some point, this small company that I was working for at that time was bought by a big local banking company. So I was let go. So here I was, you know, searching for another job again. But luckily, my relationship with a call center manager, one of the call centers that I was in charge um, of the relationship with, um, <clears throat> uh, that manager gave me, gave me a chance in their call center. So I was lucky to have a good relationship uh, with them. And she landed me as a new project manager in that very call center. So that also lasted for almost two years. And for, for my age, um, at almost 23, I was earning tre tremendously. You know, I was a very, very nice salary. And... Even though I was spending up to 12, 12 hours in, in the office to get everything done, at some point, I was called as being unproduct, uh, unproductive. Um, but you need to consider the fact that I was doing the work of a project manager and the work of a call center agent. And I also had uh, trips downtown of course, just in, you know, as job interest. So, yeah, I was trying to split my time as well as possible, but seems like I still wasn't doing enough. So, there was also another situation that 
was pretty uncomfortable not not necessarily uncomfortable but was um less lucky for me so to say because you see that i have this genuine way of speaking the truth and just saying it out loud in front um, you know in front of people and back then i didn't know how to do this in a diplomatic manner so I was just in the beginning of my, my um, work journey, you know. So that experience was definitely of a huge impact on my uh, career further on. But because of my style, two managers um, over there made an alliance, so to say, between them. And um, they played me. So I know that it sounds weird. I know that it sounds a cliche, but that's actually the truth. You know, they just went to, uh, to the CEO of the company and told him how I wasn't filling my tasks properly or, you know, a lot of, a lot of things that didn't speak well about myself. So one day in a Friday afternoon, I was called and said that there's some news for me, but that news will be um, will be sent to me on Monday morning. I started shaking because I have this thing that I feel when something is going to happen, regardless if it's good or if it's bad, I only have that feeling. I also have an article called The Feeling, and if you go to my website, andradasworld.com, and read it, then you will understand what I'm talking about, about the feeling. You know, you just know that something's out there. You just get all those butterflies around, all around your body and in your stomach, and you know that something's coming up. So on Monday morning, I was called by one of the managers and told that I have betrayed the company's trust and that my time management was not what, would, what they were looking for. So they had to let me go. Of course, I didn't agree with that. They wanted me to, to sign my resignation. And I didn't sign in anything because I felt like it wasn't right for me. And uh, I just went home. I was very angry, you know, just imagine that I knew from Friday that something was going on and I was so angry because they let me come to the office Monday morning and first thing in the morning, they just summoned me, so to say, to give me this news, this piece of news, you know? So it was so, it was such a hit for me, it was like punching me in, in my stomach or, you know, whatever you want to call. But it, it's like, as I said, it was a huge, huge hit for me. So they told me that I, had no, I no longer had a place in there. And you can imagine, again, how much of a hit that was for my ego. Because back then, I didn't know that the ego was actually the one that gets hurt, not us, you know, as a person, but the ego. Um, and the punch came even uh, in a greater manner as 
I just returned a few weeks before from the greatest trip of my life in Australia where I had a vacation for two weeks. And, um, you know, coming back to this kind of news that was absolutely, you know, uh, unconceivable, so to say. So it shook my world big time. And then it followed a, a period of placing CVs and going for interviews um, all day long. And um, I think my best friend at that very time was deception. So we were walking along on that, on that path towards uncertainty, me and deception. Nothing else, nothing more, no one else, no friends. But at some point, you know, be before I, I finally agreed that my place was no longer there, I found my voice. At some point, through some kind of miracle, so to say, I found my voice because I knew that it was an injustice what they were doing to me. And... Whenever I see an injustice, and ever since, I've, I've became even more eager to stand up for injustice. But I think that was the first time in my life when I realized that when we see an injustice, we need to stand up for it. So I, I went back home. I spoke to my dad. Um, and... Um, he advised me to not sign any resignation um, and to just have a talk with them, with the CEO, and to figure out something for, as a win-win situation. So that's exactly what I did. Then the next morning I went to the office. Um, I spoke to the CEO and I managed to convince him to pay me for three months in a row without me going to work. So they were actually getting rid of me and I was still getting paid for three months, which I thought that it would be um, enough time for me to find another job. But as you will, as you will see further on, <laughs> I was so wrong. Literally, I know about how the, the workforce market was going in that very time. So, <clears throat> um, after managing to seal the deal with the CEO of the company, so to say, I went back home and just started crying for myself, of course. On one hand, I felt kind of powerful, so to say, because I think that was the best sale in my life. <laughs> Um, but on, on another hand, I knew that some dark time was ahead of me. So I was down and I think that I became depressed. So for more than six months, I was just searching for jobs. I was just going for interviews. I was applying for the lowest job that I could figure I mean, I applied for jobs from janitor to secretaries to um, anything, anything above, you know, so starting with a janitor position. And I always have been 
told if the HR department considered useful to come back to me with an email or a call that I was overqualified. Guess what? Of course I was overqualified because I was doing forecasting in my previous job. I was handling a team of people. I was handling legal aspects because I was the interface between the company and um, the legal cons- uh, consumers defense uh, organization, something like that. Going back to my career journey um, with the, the story, I finally landed a cashier job in a food shop at some point thanks to a friend. Of course, not because I was placing CVs all day long, but because of a friend that learned that I needed a job and that I was, you know, open to take any kind of job. I was desperate. I was really desperate at that time. And um, from there, that didn't last too much. I think, I don't know, a month or two tops. And from there, I landed another job as a cashier, this time in a hairdresser salon. From there, um, I got to another call center uh, as as an agent, but I had night shifts. So I pretty much didn't feel anything about living. (laughs) You know, I was earning well again, but it was like, really, I don't know, night shifts are definitely not for me. I'm really bad when it comes to to sleep and losing a night for me is kind of one of the the lowest priorities for me, you know. So... From there, I was lucky to make friends with um, another another girl who also wanted to, you know, leave that that environment because she was also doing night shifts, and her dream was to become a um, a clothes designer that will finally have her catwalk you know, on the greatest stages of the world when it comes to fashion. And today, trust me, she is. I mean, if you see her, she's this short, blonde, little little woman who has such great, amazing dreams, and she made them all come to life. She's absolutely amazing. And with her help... Um, I was lucky enough to land a job after other few months in the corporate world. So I landed the finance world. I had no idea about what I should be doing there. My, My greatest asset was the fact that I was speaking both English and French. So I landed a position on a French-speaking project. And that went on for another few months. And from there, you know, I, I shifted laterally in the company. Um, but it was a great experience and great times for me because during the time um, I got married, And shortly, I had my first child. 
And as a surprise, when my child was 10 months old, I learned about being pregnant again with, you know, my second, with my second child. And here's where I will tell you that I cried when I learned about the second pregnancy because my marriage was already starting to shake and I knew how hard that would be for me to keep up. And unfortunately, I was right. What followed was nowhere short than a really, really dark period. However, I'm not going to talk about that. Maybe at some point. Um, but ju- jumping to the winter of 2017, there's when my first thought of quitting my job from the corporate world arose. And I gave myself a deadline and until the end of December 2017. I couldn't keep my word to myself, of course. So it, it didn't happen is I was too afraid and I was listening to everybody telling me how I will not manage to build something while raising my children with very little periodical support. So because of that, I dropped my deadline um, to my personal deadline to quit my job by December, 2017. And, um, you know, but I just dropped it for a few months. I mean, that thought would just follow me each and every day when I was going to job, to, to work. And there was an inner pressure that was tremendously hard to bear. Therefore, in April, 2018, I said, that's it. That was it. That's where my corporate life ends. But again, I was scared. I didn't know what to do. So even if the decision, the final decision about quitting my job was made in April 2018, it took me one more month to actually do it. But I did it. So precisely on the 2nd of May, There were other life challenges that also contributed to to my decision. But the point is that on the 2nd of May, 2018, I did it. I just took the leap of faith and um, I dropped it. I dropped my job without telling anyone, without knowing where was I heading, without without knowing anything, but one thing. The greatest thing that I knew was the fact that I had the drive to write for the rest of my life and to start writing life stories of people, to start putting my writing out there more often, to to actually create my own kingdom, to create, to, to, to draw my own path and to take charge of my life. These are the things that I knew in that very moment. And um, 
yeah, that was the only security in my mind. And that's the only thing that, that pushed me to take that, um, the jump, you know? So I wasn't sorry. I was like in the day I left the company for the last time, so to say, I felt relieved. I felt free of any kind of prejudgment of any kind of rules that I didn't agree with of any kind of times when I wasn't listened to, even though I had great inputs for, um, for the processes, but again, I wasn't being listened to. So I, over time I became fed up with that and I said enough was enough, you know? So that was it until the point that, that I took the leap of faith. And in the meantime, before, take, before taking this leap of faith, in the summer of 2017, I started writing due to several heartaches, so to say, and due to the fact that I felt the need to relieve the stress in my brain. And um, someone asked me if I ever thought of going for writing and that's how I started. You know, I think that was the turn point for my writing adventure. Of course, I, I wasn't, you know, I didn't dare to put any kind of article out there in the beginning because as I spoke in, in a previous episode, I didn't believe in the fact that anyone would read what I was writing. So I just started writing for myself and I started filling in my, my phone with, with different articles that, you know, random thoughts that came to my mind and that at, at this time can be found on my website. And, um, the point is that I was just continuously, continuously seeing myself behind my laptop, writing these stories, learning new life stories from people. And that was the thing that my friend asked me at some point, do you think that this will be the thing that will keep you up at night over the rest of your life? And I said, yes, this and web design. And, you know, when, actually when he asked me, my first option was web design, but in time, places shifted and writing came first, and then web design came second. So since I took my leap of faith, um, I had a summer filled with depression. <laughs> and... Um, you know, there, there were ups and downs, there still are, but at least at this point, I enjoy my ride as a freelancer and I enjoy it fully. And I'm not going to lie about it. It's no easy thing to do to be a freelancer, um, especially because of, you know, financial challenges. But you know, this, this time that I had at my disposal helped me rearrange my, uh, my priorities a bit. 
and I started writing more and more and I started making logos, learning to make logos and then um, improving my, my web design skills. And finally, by the end of 2018 in December with tons of support from people from LinkedIn platform that became like my family. Um, so with the help of all these beautiful people that supported me and encouraged me that I can do this and that um, I have great potential, I wrote my first book and I chose to publish it. So in December, I just put it out there on Amazon, both in paperback and in ebook version. And I also decided one Sunday morning that I want to have a local launching event. And guess what? I set the time for three weeks. And then I worked in reverse. You know how people call this reverse engineering? That's exactly what I did. So I set up the dates and then I started looking for locations, started looking for someone to print my book and everything in between. But that evening, I swear, that evening was the greatest evening of my life and the most rewarding thing ever for me because first of all I had my kids on the stage with me and that that meant a lot to me because I showed my kids firsthand what it is to work for your dreams I mean in the first place to dream big then to work for your dreams and then to get to touch them so they also got that um, tangible proof you know of a dream and I do hope that that will be a great starting point for them to, to follow their dreams further on. Um, on the other hand, why I started, why I wanted to have this book launching was the fact that I was tremendously afraid of public speaking. And even though I spoke in front of a small public before, um, to the first two networking events that I ever attended, that very e event that I organized was, again, the reassurance of the fact that I can get up there on that stage and speak in front of the people who knew me. Because you know that most time we think that the people who know us and most like, well, actually, most likely, this is what happens. Um, people that know us have the greatest tendency to judge us and to maybe at some point make fun of us. So that was, again, another breaking point for me in regards to public speaking, because I'm looking at probably in a few years at a public speaking career, but I'll, I'll get to that in a bit. Um, but the point is that I know that I still need exercise and I'm open to it. And actually this podcast is part of it <laughs> because I'm exposing myself. I'm putting myself out there for all of you. Just in the genuine manner that I am, just, you know, as my true self, regardless of what the outcome should be, you know. 
Um, but I know that, you know, improvement comes with time and exercise, but it will be great. I know, I feel it. I just know it. Now, why I told you all these things is because I want to tell you that nothing is impossible as soon as you give yourself a chance, you know, to, to dream, first of all, and then things will start falling into place. It's not easy. It's not going to be easy in the beginning, for sure. No, it's going to be damn hard. But the point is that you need to start somewhere. And that, that somewhere is in your head, you know? You need to start working on your mindset. You need to start telling yourself that you're worth it, that your dreams are worth it, that you can do whatever you put your mind to. And um, for instance, when I gave myself to publish my first ever article, I also gave myself a chance to learn about web design because the point is that um, you know, I wanted to write and at some point I, I said, okay, damn it, just, you know, I'm going to publish all this, but I had nowhere to publish it on, you know? So I said that I need to build myself an online home and I had no idea about web design or anything, but I was fortunate to find the fact that Google has, um, websites, free websites. Yeah, if you didn't know that, Google has this feature called Google Websites, and it's free, so you can try it on. Of course, it's not, it doesn't have features like WordPress or any other platform, but, you know, for the beginning, for starting to build your own confidence, going for Google uh, Websites is, is a good step. Um, and from there, I realized that I wasn't, happy with, with the result. I mean, I was tremendously happy with the fact that I managed in 24 hours to build something, a place where I was able to have all my writing um, hosted, you know? So it was absolutely great for me to see what's coming out of my hands. But I, as I said, I didn't stop there. I didn't like the outcome of it. So I, you know, what, um, along the way, as I started blogging more and more, so to say, um, I also started researching for blogs, you know, online, and I found people that had blogs on Blogspot. And so I created another website on Blogspot. I wasn't happy with that either, even though people started, you know, I started uh, sharing with people the fact that I have a few articles on my new blog and I have a new adventure and people to my surprise wanted to encourage me and they started reading what I, what I was writing. But again, I wasn't happy with the fact that <clears throat> the platform didn't have what I wanted. So I didn't know exactly what I wanted, but it didn't feel right. So I went further on and I dug even deeper and I found WordPress. And guess what? I moved all the content from Blogspot, over 70 uh, articles manually to WordPress because I had no idea that there's a way that 
in which this can be done automatically. I had no clue about it. From WordPress, the platform that I'm hosting my website on right now, still, but a platform that I created, I think, <laughs> three or five um, different websites until getting to the one that you see today. In between, I wanted, I had this idea that I wanted to start my own business about website building. You know, I was starting to get some, gain some confidence and to learn about the fact that there probably are a lot of people just like myself who have no idea how to build a website, um, but I wanted to help them. So I researched further and I found another platform, which is called GoDaddy. So at this point, and I built a great website over there too. Um, but, you know, again, I never published it. I never brought, brought it into the attention of the public because there was still something missing about it. And I invested a lot, a lot of money in it. But, well, that's another story. <laughs> so... The point is that I started from uh, a very low point from Google websites, then went to Blogspot, then to WordPress, GoDaddy. And right now I'm exploring a new platform called Wix because I want to make a new website for this podcast. So <laughs> I'm playing around with platforms and websites and features because I learned that Wix has a lot of cool features as well. So yeah, that's, you know, the adventure that, the point is that when you're curious and when you want to grow yourself and when you put your mind out there and do some research and want to learn, because the, the first thing is to, to have the willingness to do something. Um, you can do it. Nothing, and, and I mean absolutely nothing, is impossible once you want to do something. So I mentioned the fact that I'm in the process of building a new website for this, web, for this podcast. So talking about this podcast... I want to tell you also a short story about how I started this podcast. So, and why I started it. The point is this, in the night, in the night between years, this very new years, yeah, uh, 2018, 2019, I felt down. You know, I felt like there's something missing in my world. But for some reason, during that night, I clearly set, consciously set this thought in my mind that no matter what, on the 1st of January, I will start my podcast. As I said in a previous episode, I pondered over this decision for more than 12, uh, nine months. So I think that, that was um, quite enough time for overthinking. <laughs> but the point is that the first day of the year brought me the first breakdown too, due to personal matters. Because I also made another huge decision and that is to get a divorce. And that's another decision that I have been 
pondering for too long over over a span of five years. So I think that's more than enough. But again, I was listening to the others. I was taking on their fears about how I will not manage as a parent, how I will not be able to accomplish anything and rise from the ground again and build my own adventure, especially as you know, I'm a freelancer, as I said. But going back to the story about starting this podcast, uh, after, after half a day of just crying, at some point on the 1st of January in the evening, I said, you know what, it's enough with crying for yourself. Just get out there, get up, dress up <laughs> and show up. So that's exactly what I did. You know, I just, I just decided to go against all these these fears of the fact that no one will listen to my podcast, that no one wants to learn my story. And I put up the structure of, of this podcast, the pillars, and I just hit record. So if you listen to the first episode, which has a pretty catchy title, which is New Year's New Adventure, you will see what I'm talking about when I said that I just got up and showed up because my voice will send you the vibration I was in at that very point. Um, But it felt so good. You know, once I started recording, it felt so good. But it felt so good because it had a therapeutical um, effect on me, to be candid. Especially because I was happy to keep my promise to myself on the first day of the year. You know how we say that, you know, how we behave in the first day of the year. It will be the way that all the year will roll out. Or at least that's something that is being said here in in the country I live in. So as I said, first promise of the year for small first small win because I kept the promise to myself. So I was very happy about it. And I learned and I still am learning to celebrate each and every small win. Now, as I said before, the point is that if you want to learn, if you want to grow, nothing stands in your way. As soon as you take an action in this regard, I mean, you can dream as much as you want, but if you don't do anything about it, then it's just gonna be a dream. And um, there's a lot of people asking me how I cope with everything that's going on. And if you want to know, the answer is this. I know that I can. I know that learning helps me get where I want, And I know very well that my mind can be my greatest ally or my most terrible enemy. And my choice is to join hands and keep the alliance alive. So I choose to build this alliance with my own mind. So I'm training it 
with each occasion to support me, to be my friend, and, you know, to have my back. Why not? You see, the point is to cherish what you have and to make the most out of it. I know that everybody says that, but it's good as a reinforcement, you know, as you listen to this. And as a quick example, I'm going to tell you another short story. And I don't want you to feel pity for me because that's not the purpose. The purpose is that I want you to see that even in the the darkest moments of your life, there's still a silver lining over there somewhere, even if you, you can't see it. But gratitude for sure plays a huge role. Now, the example that I want to tell you is this. Right now, as I'm speaking, my finances are zero and I have nothing around the house, including food. But I'm fortunate enough that the universe still provides. So it works like this. If you, if you believe in the fact that life happens for you, as someone told me the other day, and not to you, then you start seeing the benefits of it and the blessings. You start counting your blessings. So... As I was saying, one of the greatest blessings that I see right now, even though my relationship with them was never the best, the point is that I'm still fortunate enough that my beautiful parents, even if they're handling their own problems and deal with their own health issues, they take care of me and my girls. My mother cooks for me (laughs) and my dad brings me the meal home. You know, how can I not feel like a queen? However, I need to say that as blessed as I feel in this moment, on one hand, everything that's going on right now reminds me of a time where my children were very, very young. They were just a few months old. And my parents were were supporting my expenses. For two years in a row, they supported my expenses. Of course, I had my income, you know, from, uh, from the government for raising my children, but still, that wasn't enough. You know, there were two children, a lot of high expenses. And my parents just were there for me and I will never be able to thank them enough for, for you know, saving my ass, to be honest. <laughs> they did save my ass. And I will forever admit the fact that if it weren't for them, probably I wouldn't be speaking to you today. But to be honest about something else is the fact that I never thought that I would be going back to that period. But well, that's how life rolls. And it was my decision. And, you know, it's, it, I know that it's just 
a short while. And, you know, just, just looking into the future on the long term, my dream consists in the following. I want to move to Australia and I know for a fact, don't ask me why, don't ask me how, but I know for a fact that this year I'm gonna relocate with my girls to Australia. At some point further in time, I will own my own magazine one day. I want to write life stories and help people publish them. Who knows, maybe at some point I will also have my own publishing house, right? And the last part of my dream in regards to what I want to do and how do I want to bring an impact to this world is to speak to people about the power they have within if they are willing to search for it. And just a tip here, one great way to reveal that power is to write. Everything that crosses your mind, regardless, you don't have to publish it. You don't have to share it with anyone. But for you, will feel like a therapy. That's actually, as I told you, how writing started for me. And uh, to everything that I mentioned in regards to my dream, I need, I feel the need to add the fact that I want to leave an important legacy to my children, which stands in the values I want to transfer to them. And at the same time, allowing them to make their own decisions. And for that, I always give them choices and tell them what the consequences are. You know, I, I do believe, I'm a strong believer in the fact that actions bring reactions. Um, and I think that's one of the mantras of my life. And I want my kids to understand this. I want them to understand that whatever they do, they will be the one to support the consequences, not me. So this gives them freedom to make a choice. And that freedom of choice will eventually turn them into open-minded adults. And that's where I hope they will get. And um, besides these values, you know, I, I want to, to leave them a few more books that I have um, in my mind and in work at the time being, to which I do hope that my girls will turn to when I will be turning into the stardust. You know, that's one of the metaphors I like to to use for dying is to turn to stardust. I think it sounds beautiful. Um, and you will be amazed, you know, when you give freedom of choice to your kids, but in the same time telling them what those choices bring as consequences, you'll be amazed uh, how receptive they are and what decisions they make. I mean, yeah, just, just try it. I will, be, I will be grateful if you would come back to me and leave me a voice message if you listen to this podcast via Anchor or to send me an email to impactbychoice at gmail.com. Um, 
and tell me how did your children react if you have especially if you have small children and you listen to this and especially if your children are so to say rebellious i know mine are <laughs> you see the final point in all this episode is that regardless of the hardships that excitement for what you can do should always be above the odds should always go beyond what you cannot do and here i must admit that i have that there's another blessing that i can add and that is the fact that i always see myself on the other side of the storm so even if today is as it is i know that the future is bright and i strongly believe in that i know that i will meet that abundance my mind will create and that will happen soon as i said because damn i set so many intentions already and i'm so working towards making that happen so even if i might be sparing my kids some time now i know that on the long term they will grow up as open-minded adults as i said and um they will be they will be able to achieve whatever they dream of because that's the power of mindset i even feel butterflies in my stomach thinking about the great things that life has in store for me and no i'm not telling you any motivational bs it's just what i truly feel so beautiful people around the world be positive make friends with your fears and walk your path create your own kingdom take charge of your lives and above all enjoy every step of the ride it's so worth it life's worth living no matter what i'm sending you huge love and good abundant vibes to all of you and please smile at life and life will smile back at you